and welcome back to another episode of the Double Doing Podcast. My name is Brendan Deke. Thanks so much for tuning in today. We're going to recap Super Bowl 58. The Kansas City Chiefs take home another Lombardi Trophy. They do it back-to-back years. First time since the 2003-2004 New England Patriots. Kyle Shanahan, what's going on with the 49ers going forward? We're going to talk about it. My friend, Mr. Eric Warnsey, the hostess with the mostess. Thank you for last night. How we doing? Good, good. You had a good time? I had a great time. Lots of food. My stomach, not going to lie, spent quality time on the toilet today. Uh. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Buffalo chicken dip, gourmet cookies, cupcakes, Domino. Well, not Domino's. Pizza Nova. Yeah, pizza. Kentucky wings. fried chicken, chicken wings. Holy hell, buddy. It's off the charts. My that diet was... that I've been on the last month, gone in one day. Absolutely gone. I, that had to be the biggest spread we'd ever had, but I'm I'm in the same boat. It was uh, the stomach was a little upset today, yeah. but it was well worth it. It was a great night. <laughs> Toilet paper was used at the decos. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I don't think that's the way we should start, though. We should uh, maybe pivot to the game, Warnsy. Yeah, and why'd we even why'd we even play the season? Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes does it again. He's that's all is. He wins again. He's already got three Super Bowls. He's he's our age. He's in 1995. He's 20. He's younger than us, dude. He's younger than us, but he's the same birth year as us, and he's got three Super Bowls. He's yeah, but we're I, doing all right ourselves, you know. Yeah, <laughs> like, I think we're better than Mahomes in general. If you're just a life, similar. if you were put on Pro Football Reference's pages, Eric Warner, Brendan Deeg, Mahomes, I think I think we'd win. But yeah, you're right. It's it's getting insane at this point. It, it, he's inevitable, and we'll get to the Chiefs' offense in first the 49ers' defense. We'll break it down kind of in two sections here. Let's start with, I, I think, the reason the Chiefs won this game was Steve Spagnuolo and the Chiefs' defense. They, yeah. they were lights out. Um, I, I thought they were the single-handle reason, single-handedly the reason why that they were on top 25-22. Yeah, no, this was, this was a legacy game for Spags as well, if you could look at that. Like, his resume now... Going back, just his Super Bowl resume alone make puts him in an all-time list yeah, of so defensive he's coordinators. Now. Four four Super Bowls, the most by any coordinator in NFL history. That's incredible. Yeah, and I, I doubted the guy coming into the year. Like looking back, it's crazy how course of one season how things can flip in your head. And have nothing but respect for Spags. Now the the play, I guess, to seal the game was. A blitz, you could say, was it should have been picked up by the San Francisco offensive line, but Chris Jones somehow doesn't get blocked, and it was just it was. Should it was probably another, block the All Pro on yeah, the edge, maybe. But it was a blitz that schemed it up, and I I had the same I had the same take in the Chiefs versus Bills game when the Bills trotted out their field goal kicker. The game was over. It didn't matter if he made or missed that field goal. I will stand by that take, and I have the same take coming away from that game. As soon as the field goal kicker went out there, Patrick Mahomes won that game. I could see you. I was watching on the other side of the room, and you just go, it's over. Yeah, Mahomes is coming. Like, Mahomes is coming. It did not matter <laughs> what happened on that field goal yeah. necessarily. It was the game was over. Yeah. It was inevitable. We all knew exactly what was going to happen. So I thought there were two third down plays that kind of dictate this game. So the one that you were talking about, it was in overtime. There was third and four at the nine-yard line. So they got the 49ers got first and 10 from the 15. Christian McCaffrey runs six yards, gets it to the nine-yard line. Then second and four was incomplete. Then it was third and four. And the 49ers completely blow a protection that allows Chris Jones, like you said, he, he lines up on the edge. We talked about it on the preview show. It kind of came to life. Chris Jones will be in front of Colt McKivitz. Colt McKivitz completely blows his protection. Now, I don't know if it was strictly on him. 
but he kicks out to a guy that Kittle's already blocking. They let a free runner. I think there were two free runners. Two. I think the guy from the inside also yeah, gets through as well. Colton McKivitz is on nobody. They they pull the center to try to kind of act like uh to, to fake the play action. They want the Chiefs defense to bite going left. Chiefs defense didn't bite. What I, They actually did a little bit because Jawan Jennings was wide open if that play wasn't broken up. Jawan Jennings is running to the, to the left side. He's got a lane. Purdy has to get rid of the ball early. He throws it kind of deep into the end zone where no one can catch it. Four Niners would kick a field goal, and then we know what happens next, right? The Chiefs yeah. drive down. The other big third down that I thought, I thought this was the play of the game. Uh, it was third and five. With two minutes left in the fourth quarter. Remember the two-minute warning? We all kind of took a break. And the Chiefs dial up one of the sexiest blitzes I've ever seen. They got Trent McDuffie faking like he's dropping back into coverage. Like you saw, you see him drop a little bit. He has like the two-step drop. And then he just fucking hammers it. Goes full blast. Add Brock Purdy. Gets in his face. Breaks up the pass. And that forces the 49ers to kick the long field goal with Jake Moody. And then the Chiefs obviously drive down the next to tie the game. But those two third down plays were kind of just the microcosm of this game that the 49ers couldn't handle the blitz. The Chiefs blitzed the fourth highest rate under Spagnuolo since he's taken over as the Chiefs defensive coordinator. So you know that was the game plan. And it's funny because Nick Bolton after the game said that the plan for this one was to blitz but do run blitzes. Don't stack the box. Like fit, like act like we're not trying to stop the run, and then send DB, send safety, send uh, players from other positions in there to stop the run, and it worked. They wanted Brock Purdy to throw. The Nick Bolton actually said that we want Brock Purdy to throw, yeah, and that was definitely the right way to do it because the 49ers could not run the ball in this game well. Yeah, no, McCaffrey was inefficient. If you if you're just looking at it from a box score, three point six yards per carry, that's below his season long average. He's Normally much more efficient on the ground, and you could tell he was the game plan for the Kansas City Chiefs defense was to take him away as much as possible, and that led to the third downs. San Francisco was 3 for 12 on third down in this game because the third downs weren't as manageable Mm -hmm. as they're used to when they're getting that four, four and a half yards of carry, so... Hats off to Spags. The game plan 100% worked. Yeah, the 49ers had negative .36 EPA per rush. Their worst rushing performance with Christian McCaffrey as a running back. That's wild. Yeah. Like, they they were inefficient all game. And we, again, going back to our preview episode, we said this is how they're going to have to win. They're going to have to get in not third and long situations. They're going to have to get third and three, third and four, third and five to make it make it possible for Brock Purdy to outduel Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. And they couldn't get it done. Yeah, the point the point where I really started to get worried was in the second half or no, yeah, it was in the second half in the third quarter right after Patrick Mahomes threw his interception. I thought, "Oh, this is great. San Francisco, this is where they get the momentum and they don't give it up." Chiefs defense goes out there and gets a quick three and out. Like tw- 20 seconds yep. maybe came off the clock. Like it was just an utter domination on that series. Gets the ball right back to Mahomes. It's like it never even happened. Mm-hmm. San Francisco couldn't just never was able to get that kill shot because their defense, every single time the offense needed needed a pick-me-up, the defense just got, got the ball right back. Delivered. Yeah, the 49ers' first three drives of the second half ended in negative two yards. It's impressive. Yeah, you're right. Like, the interception there, it was almost like a forgotten-about play. Like, it could have been such a bigger play. Yeah. Right? Like, it was – they were Set in – in great field position. Yeah, they were in great field position. Yeah. It was – Kind of like everyone's expecting Mahomes to bounce back after halftime. And he didn't, right? Like the right, first yeah. play, of course, he ends up bouncing back later in the game. But the very like first drive, he ends up throwing that big interception. So 
Yeah, the 49ers could not. That's what almost the story of the game was to me the, uh, on this side of the ball. The 49ers offense could not take advantage of the Chiefs' mistakes on offense because the right. Chiefs' offense was not good in this game for a majority of it. Up right. until the, the, the last two, if you want to count the fourth, the overtime and the fourth quarter. So the last two quarters, they were solid. They were they did what they needed to do. Mm-hmm. But the rest of the way, the 49ers defense played well enough and they kept them in it. So the 49ers offense hung the team out to dry. Like the three skill position players. So Corey Clement in Super Bowl 52 for the Eagles running back had more receiving yards than George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, Depot Samuel combined in this game. Yeah, like but that Super that. Bowl, the yards were off the charts. Yeah, but th- th- my point is, is like I you know. can't, those are three guys combined, right? Yeah, and you Kittle must have been hurt, guy. man. Kittle had to have been hurt. He did yeah. not look like himself at all. The I the Ayuk, I'm I'm Lejarius Sneed. I think going into this off season, if you're looking at the Chiefs, like the conversation was, oh, you got to pay Chris Jones, you got to pay Chris Jones. If you can only pay one of Sneed or. Chris Jones, I you're paying Lejarius. Lejarius Sneeds makes his defense. Yeah, come to, what he can do when you can have a guy that you just say you're on an island, and so I we both we, I was on the IUK under. I thought he was going to take IUK out of the game. He kind of did. He did. He took Debo Sam. Like he actually yeah. traveled with Debo a little more than he traveled with IUK. Um, he had Debo mm-hmm. in in lockdown. Like there lockdown, was there were yeah. some ugly looking routes that Debo was running when I watched back the second uh, second time today. Yeah. Like there was one where like it literally looked like. Have you seen the meme of Drewski, uh, the comedian, when he's at the construction site running a route? No, no. <laughs> it's like uh, it looked like that. Like yeah. it looked like Debo was chopping his feet heavy. Right. He couldn't get out. They the 49ers I, offense tried to get Debo into free space all game and they couldn't do it. Yeah, I don't think anybody put more money in their pocket this season yeah. than Sneed. Like going into the year, where we you could probably you thought of him as an above average corner, and I, he could have easily been all pro this season for sure, hundred percent. He. Uh, Fourth round pick. If, is turning if the all pro voting went was after the season, he's an all pro, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Chris Jones, in my opinion, wrecked this game as well. I, he was sensational. I know you just brought up that you would you'd pay Snead over him, which is the right answer. But Chris Jones was awesome. Six pressures, yeah, tied for the team lead with George Karloftis. Three quarterback hurries, two quarterback hits. Purdy was under duress all night. Purdy did a good job, in my opinion, of like avoiding sacks. Mm-hmm. He only took one sack, mm-hmm. but. He was running for his life for yeah, quite a bit of the I'm game. Not, I missed on the Chris Jones sack. I'm never betting on a sack again. Like <laughs> I said, like he had Chris Jones had six pressures. He just did George Karloftis clean up that one sack? One. Yeah. I said, pick one of these two guys is hitting. Pick one. I picked the wrong one, but I he. You said didn't you, you were doing the free agency uh, article for writing and didn't Chris Jones? Chris Jones number the, one on the list of non quarterbacks. No, or? just in, in general, Chris Jones is ranked oh, number one on wow. our list. Okay, yeah, so we yeah. went. Kurt, we went. Chris Jones one, um, Kirk Cousins two, and then Josh Allen three. Okay, yeah, yeah. Chris, no, he's gonna get big, that, yeah. he's gonna get a massive contract, right? Like, yeah, and yeah. It's, it's funny if you take a look at the defensive tackles that have like the teams that have won the Super Bowl lately. You had the Chiefs, right, back to back years. Aaron Donald in 2021. Um, defensive tackles matter, right? Like yeah. if, you, if you're going to win games and get pressure on the quarterback, invest in defensive tackle. Yeah. Um, one, a couple more things. But is he? Get, are they going to double tag him? And is he going to hold gonna, out again? Yeah, I think he's going to walk. I think I think they're going to. They're not going to be able to afford him. You can't if you double tag him. You're paying him like 30 million, close to that, maybe even higher on a single year. The double yeah. tag gets a lot more expensive than the single tag, and yeah. they they don't have the amount of space. To kind of pay him, I, maybe they do. Maybe they can figure it out. But it's most likely he's playing for another team 
next year. I want to ask you about Brock Purdy. Like, what did you make of him in this game? I thought we were getting some clarity on Brock Purdy. I still like it's still still murky here. I don't know. He didn't. He made some plays. There were times in this game where I liked his game. There were times where I didn't. Like I, I think that's what Brock Purdy is. It's funny. He's hard to describe. Like he's such a hard guy to wrap it a take around. Yeah. Like watching the Super Bowl, there's so many people. Watching for the first time, and they just started asking you questions because they're like, "Oh, you're the football guy. I gotta ask you questions." It's like, "Oh, what is this Brock Purdy guy? Like, is he good?" And it's like so hard to answer that <laughs> Your question. Guess as good as mine, buddy. You I, fucking tell me. I mean, he was nominated for the MVP this year, but I don't know if he's good. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's how you're describing this guy. I, I think don't know. When we we talked last week about how like will this game will solidify if he's the quarterback next year? I think he's. I think he's 100 the quarterback of the 49ers next year, right? Like. Like, I don't think, what do you do? Like, what's, uh, what else are you going with? Number like, two on your list there, I think Mr. Shanahan likes that's quite a fair. bit. That's fair. That would be that greasy, guy. though. Like, to pay oh, a Kirky yeah. after Purdy was in the Super Bowl. Right, but no, the model does also say, like, well, the San Francisco model that has failed so much is the quarterback position to make it cheap. Like, and Brock Purdy, you're not going to have a cheaper quarterback. Yes, <laughs> Other than the mm-hmm. Mr. Irrelevant. Like, yeah. That's, that's what comes along with that. Yeah, he really... I, I thought he really played well enough to win, but they needed everything else around to work, and it didn't. He didn't turn you know the I mean? ball over. Yeah, like zero turnovers, right? Um, but I thought he missed a couple of big throws. But the second rewatch, what really caught my eye was was first and 10. I think they were at the, about the 30-yard line, 25-yard line in Kansas City territory. And he had Debo wide open. They ran like a – like they rolled – they moved the pocket out to the right, rolled Purdy out. He stepped up. There was a little bit of pressure, but he stepped up and tried to hit Debo. Debo's open the end zone, completely airmails it. Uh, there's a couple other underthrown balls and missed passes there. But he had like a really nice sort of Chris Conley. Did you, that yeah, one was a that, dot, dude. Was, who is that? <laughs> He's been around. <laughs> it was funny. The, this game was like the the Chris Conley, Jawan Jennings. Ray Ray McLeod. Ray Ray McLeod, yeah. Justin Watson. Yeah. <laughs> there was a section where like we were going, who's winning MVP here until the third quarter, we were right? In an argument at halftime that who would be the MVP at that point, CMC or Jawan Jennings. Yeah. And the Jawan Jennings <laughs> was the right answer. No. He had two touchdowns. He threw one and he, you just had, had money on McCaffrey. Yards. Yeah. Buddy, he threw a dot to McCaffrey across the field. <laughs> oh, that that was a heart stopping yeah. play, though. That. You know what Jawan Jennings was? A quarterback in at high school, he was recruited as a quarterback to university and stuff. Hey, yeah. he was the best quarterback recruit maybe in the game at some point, right? Yeah, but uh, he he was huge for them. But the 49ers offense just wasn't good enough. Like that's kind of the way I've always I look at this game. They did not play well, well enough to beat the Chiefs defense, and they were the number one offense all season. They had the number one success rate, number one EP per play, second in points per game. They were the most dominant offense almost last decade, and I thought this shit to bed. In this yeah. game, like I, I know, maybe not shit. I the almost bet. look at more hats off to the Chiefs defense. Like, both both well. can be true, but like the, I am an offensive guy, right? Like I am a good offense can beat, well, should beat a good defense ninety five percent of the time. That's the way the NFL is favored now. The every single rule in the book favors the offense. Every single angle favors the offense, and they they just couldn't get it done. I thought the protection issues were key. Kyle Shanahan towards the end didn't set up Brock pretty nicely, like. On that one third down that we that we brought up with Colton McKivitz missing the block, you had Purdy with no one back there in an empty set in the most important play. You left yeah. him on an island. You didn't yeah. help him out there. So I just thought overall this was a really disappointing performance from the 49ers offense. Yeah, and I guess the Shanahan legacy is a really interesting conversation. 
Well, hold what? that. Hold that for hold that for a minute. We will be doing. Well, yeah, that we'll later. do that after okay. the break. Okay. Yeah one uh, one more uh, one more thing on the Chiefs defense. Uh, I thought Trent McDuffie was friggin' awesome in this. Oh, game. Oh, again, he yeah. was the best player on the field. Outstanding. He finished the game with two receptions allowed for nine yards on six targets. Baller. Right just, there, he's all you notice him. Like yeah, every, every like, and he's uh, all over the field. Three yeah. pass breakups. He had two quarterback pressures. Like the biggest play he's of the game. So, he's so good at selling his blitzes. Like he disguises it so well, and then just bang. It's mm-hmm. like whoa. And he was a part of the Tyree kill trade, right? Really? Like they, he was the pick that they used for the Dolphins sent them for Tyree kill. One of them. Wow. There was a, b- a bunch of them, but. Hey, you know I what? I, I was going to flex a tweet that I sent out back before the draft saying the Eagles should take Sharp McDuffie's there. I really liked him back in college. I thought he was kind of a guy that can play all over the field, but you know, I'm not the guy that does that. I do it on the podcast, not on Twitter. What uh, did the, Who did the Eagles take? The Eagles ended up trading it for A.J. Brown, right? <laughs> okay, yeah. 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 yeah, it worked out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think it worked okay, out yeah. all right. We're fine. I think that was, yeah, that, that would have been the, that would have been the. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, maybe McDuffie was off the board and they pivoted. Made I think McDuffie fell, right? What pick was he? Well, buddy, your Twitter's getting picked up on hurdles now. Yeah, so. that was cool. And Eric Rizzo sent me that. Really? Yeah, he, he yeah. sent me on Snap. He's like, I just saw you on Instagram. I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> That's jokes. Yeah, McDuffie was the 20, 21st pick in that draft. So Eagles had 18. They traded for A.J. Brown. Uh, they take Trey Burks and he fell. Like, wow. it, shout out to Brett Veachman. Like, the defense that he built around McDuffie right. and all these guys it just lights out. Because the this season the Chiefs salary like Mahomes salary went through the roof this year. This was the year mm-hmm. with the big hike increase and you're supposed to think, "Oh, that's when now Mahomes is going to have to overcome some worse defenses." This is the best defense Mahomes has had. Mm-hmm. Like it, that's hats off to the GM. Like he's yeah. doing he's he's hitting on this draft. This was the hit. first Super Bowl champion to have the highest cap hit of a single player to win. Right, and he broke the record of himself last year. Yep. Yeah, like the model's always been cheap quarterback on a rookie deal and spend everywhere. Brett just shove it. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. suck on that, baby. Um, Okay, let's flip to the other side of the ball. So the 49ers defense versus the Chiefs offense. I thought the 49ers defense was lights out to start, Wernsey. They played damn well up until basically we talked about the muff punt earlier today. You think it was like the game changing? I thought it definitely changed the game. But like I didn't think it was the reason they lost. But right, that was no. kind of like from that ga- point, the 49ers defense didn't play well. I didn't think that that was the reason they lost. But I think if Ray Ray McLeod feels that punt, I do think San Francisco wins this game. I think that had the highest effect negatively on the win win probability when you just give possession mm-hmm. Away inside actually, the own ten yard line. You actually are right on that. It went from eighty eight percent. That was the highest chance that the 49ers had. It dropped it to sixty six on right. that play. Yeah. So I it was after after the touchdown they scored, but yeah, yeah, it was almost like from that point the 49ers defense struggled. Like that, it was almost like the Chiefs needed like a touchdown. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. To, so to get I, it going. I, I, I yeah. I guess we argued about that a little bit, but I was more just thinking like if he just catches that punt. They have the ball. They're still in control, but it was an inevitable. Mahomes yeah. was going to come back. So the Kansas City, the first nine possessions, only had 206 yards and two turnovers. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, ugly, like, ugly, ugly offense right there. Like, usually you get nine possessions in a game. Right. Usually the possessions are like, it's like eight's a low, eight and seven's really low, like nine's a little low, and then like 11, 12 is kind of the area. Like, 
basically the Chiefs produced like a whole game of 206 yards with two turnovers. And then the 49ers, like again, just kind of let the floodgates open. The second in the second half in overtime, the Chiefs had 211 yards and 16 points. That yeah. was it. Mahomes just flipped the switch. They just turned the yeah. light bulb on. Oh, speaking of flipping a switch, like Travis Kelsey's the first half, one catch, one yard, one push of his head coach. Like, what was going on on the sidelines there? And you wake up, he's got nine. You wake up the next day, he's got nine catches, 93 yards. Like, everything's good. Yeah. And Andy Reid <laughs> laughing, hugging. Like, how different could that have been yeah. if the Chiefs didn't win? Like, All right, what do you, uh, what did you or make even of if that? He, even if he just didn't have that good of a second half, like, what what did you it make was, of uh what did you make of that? I I was like shocked. I was like, whoa! Like, you can't do that. That's your head coach. <laughs> and like, he took a little tumble there. I right? know. It was like down. It's like you're like Andy Reid's like a seven year old guy. He's a big dude. Like, what are you doing? Getting like up in his grill like that? I don't know. <laughs> so he was mad. The reason he was doing it is he was mad because that was a Pacheco fumble. Yeah. And he was mad. He was off the field and he wasn't on. Definitely could have handled it a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, do you think? Do you think if it, they're running a run play, I don't want Travis Kelsey on the field. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Very true. Yeah. And it was actually open. Like Blake Bell, and Noah Gray had to block nicely. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there was zero. Yeah. There was zero reason why he would have been mad. Did you see a fake AJ Brown Twitter account? Did you follow this? No. So a fake AJ Brown Twitter account tweeted like, "If that was me, you guys would have ripped me." It went viral. Bleacher Report picked it up. All these sites like wrote articles about it, and like, it wasn't AJ Brown who said it. It was like a fake, it was a it was fake like account. He Come tweeted on. out after. He's like, "I'm sorry, guys. Like, I'm a fake AJ Brown account. I don't want to get AJ in trouble." Yeah, <laughs> Come on. like all these social media managers. You know how they do it now? They'll, they'll take a screenshot of the tweet and like put it on a picture, yeah, and then tweet out from their own account. There's yeah. so many accounts like made graphics about it and shit, and it was wow. not AJ Brown. He's kind of got a point though. Any other player in the league, it's Does a bigger that? deal yeah, for sure. It is, but I, I even think without the stat line and the Super Bowl win, it's such a big. We're talking about it mm-hmm. way more if the next day. And I don't know. Good on Andy Reid. I guess he could, he could have easily snapped back and he held his composure and mm-hmm. he just moved on to the next play. Like. That's why he's, and we'll talk about his legacy a yeah. bit later too, where he's heading. The, the Chiefs' offense is not much else to kind of dive into. But Holmes in the fourth quarter, sixty to twenty-two. Fourth quarter in overtime, sixteen to twenty-two. One hundred eighty-seven yards, the touchdown, fourteen first downs. It was just like pick, boom, 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 boom. Just like yeah. constant, nonstop. Um, Pacheco like struggled on the ground. Like they really needed, yeah, they, they really needed to throw the ball. They didn't do any of the outside runs, which we thought yeah. were coming. They just they kept running. Everything on, was on the inside, and that's where the San Francisco is good. Yeah, at. Oh, they I they felt did so bad. Oh, oh for Dre Greenlaw, Dre going? Greenlaw, like that yeah. was such a game changing. Not it's not a play, but like that Brutal. was a crazy momentum you swing. Work your entire life to get there. Yeah, and you're preparing to run on the field, and that fucking happens. And you I wouldn't wake want up to be, this morning. Like he's he's out all the next year. Uh, yeah, Achilles is what nine? It's seven to nine months nowadays. Yeah, he's not just like, he can maybe come back mid December, something like that. But yeah, know. he's out for a long time, and that was a huge loss. He it was noticeable loss. Like he's a guy you see on the field when you're just watching defense. The average yeah. fan can pick him out. You know. Yeah, I felt I felt so bad. For just back to the Pacheco thing quickly. They did have the one outside run, that one that set up the field goal to tie it. Pacheco had a really nice yeah. run to the outside. There were a couple there, but he looked stiff all game for some reason. Like I don't know, he just didn't look yeah. right to me. He, he also fumbled on one yeah. outside run. Maybe I don't know if that had something to do with it. But yeah, 
Yeah, no, the the Chiefs offense, it's the story of Mahomes. He just gets it done when he has to. That's what makes that's when like people are I I was listening to Overdrive today and Dan Patrick was on and he threw out the Jordan comparison. He's like, he's in that realm, he's in the Jordan realm. The mm-hmm. like it's it's crazy to say that, but he is. Yeah. Like <laughs> he's in that's the Brady realm. Point. Like it's 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 all time goat status what this guy's done, and he's twenty eight. So we'll talk more about that uh, on the other side of the break. The Double Doing Podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life is hard. It's especially hard when you don't have someone you can open up to. Not everyone is comfortable talking to their friends and family about their personal matters or anything that is bothering them on a day-to-day basis. Mental health is so important to continue success in this world. Therapy is a great way to regroup and get everything off your chest. Insert BetterHelp. BetterHelp is the largest online therapy service, 100% online. They will match you with a professional licensed therapist you can trust. You can talk with your therapist however you see fit by a text, phone call, or video chat. BetterHelp has successfully helped over 4 million people worldwide deal with their day-to-day mental health issues. Use the link in the podcast description to get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp. I thought there were a couple unsung heroes in this Chiefs game that maybe people are not going to talk about enough, but Harrison Bucker, have yourself a season. Big game. 44-46 on field goals this year. 15-15 on 40-plus yard field goals. 7-7 on 50-plus yard field goals. 46-46 on extra points. Two field goals for 50-plus yards in the Super Bowl. The longest Super Bowl kick in NFL history. Have a freaking 2023, Mr. Harrison Bucker. Yeah. No, he he had one hell of a game, and... The Super Bowl, we actually had we had ten doink opportunities. Yeah, we did. no doinks. We had a I, lot yeah. of opportunities. We got the kickoff no. doink. Yeah, yeah, but that doesn't count. Doesn't count, unfortunately. But Bucker and every every single time Bucker right down the pipe. Yeah. like it was. He was the best kicker in the league this year. Yeah, hundred percent. He was. He was a baller. He won first team All Pro. Well deserved. Like just like an under talked about kind of reason the Chiefs did so well. Like, kicking matters. It does. Mm-hmm. That's why the Lions. Didn't kick because he had Michael Badgley. He was trash. Right. Like this stuff matters in these type of situations, and a lot of people don't kind of understand that. Some more unsung heroes for you from the Chiefs, like Justin Reed was huge for them in this game. Nine tackles, half a sack. Leo Chanel, dude, this guy was balling in that game. On the second rewatch, I was baffled. He was flying around. He had a ninety-four point nine run defense grade in this game, according to PFF. Six tackles, one TFL. Michael Pe- Mike Pennell. Pennell, Mike Pennell, mm-hmm. uh, he was a bear last year, right? Yeah, yeah. I know. He was picked up off the street this year. Yeah. He had four tackles all season. He has three tackles and three run stops. The second mm-hmm. highest graded run defender in PFF in that game. Justin Watson had a huge catch on that last field goal drive towards the end. Yeah. Noah Gray was huge for this team. He had that's another big catch on that field goal drive. On that Travis Kelsey play, when the, you know Kelsey had the 30-yard, Travis Kelsey clocked in at the fastest speed. It was a mesh concept where the it's a crossing route. Yeah, Noah great. Gray got into Fred Warner's face perfectly. Like this under this was a full team effort. Yeah, like it was. The, the stars will Mahomes and Andy Reid will get all the love, but there were just and Sneed and Chris Jones, of course, and McDuffie. But guys like this, when you like win your trophies, segment. man. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. You need fifty-two man roster for a reason, yeah. right? It's next man up, like. Uh, Mike Pennell, yeah, like I think he was he, so good at the skateboards. Yeah, he's basically only playing because of a man who got hurt, yep. right? And it's like it's opportunity for a guy, right? We talked about oh, that could be an area where it's an advantage 
goes to San Fran, but no, Mike Pennell steps in and just gets the job done. It's and he's got the number sixty, cool. but he's got number sixty four. I think yeah. it just throws me off when defensive linemen wear that number. But like, yeah, like just yeah. it was Justin Reed too. Like he just so works good. so well in that Spag system where it's need you need athleticism to run that system, right? And he. Mm-hmm. Athletic DBs, I mean, where guys can line up all over the place and blitz, and Justin Reed fits it so well. Justin Reed said after the game the reason he came to Kansas City was Steve Spagnuolo. He didn't mention Andy, didn't mention Mahomes. Mahomes. He said yeah. Spags. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Mahomes had nothing the, to do it. Was it was probably yeah. the money. Let's yeah. get real. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever those questions get asked, it's like they offered more cash. Like, yeah. get, that's why I'm here. I remember uh, I read an article like four years ago about the Packers free agency. Remember the Packers went on that free agency run when they got pressed. Was it Preston Smith? Zadarius, right? They signed yeah. both those guys. And it was an article on like how the Packers did it. And the Packers, like one of the manager guys, was basically like, people think free agency is, is, is this like, oh, I want to go play in the warm weather, cold weather here. It's more of like, how much money are you offering? 16 yeah. million. All right, I'll get back to you. Can you do 16.1? All right, I'll get back to you. Can you do 16.2? And it's just yeah. that up until you hit like the actual. No, of that's course. basically what free agency is. But the, yeah, I, I was I was really uh, really happy for these for these Chiefs guys, man. Like they they're not going to get the love in the media, but they balled out. Hats off to them. Um, yeah. Let's talk about the overtime rules, Warnsy. Big topic of conversation. Yeah, I, I I'm, I'll be honest. I I caught me completely off guard. I. We had to Google the rules. We did. <laughs> at the game. I had no idea. Yeah. Shout out Pro Football Talk. Right when you told me to Google the rules, they sent an article on Twitter. It was perfect. Clicked it, read it, got the rules, said a nice little 10-second span. But, yeah, because there hasn't been an overtime game since they changed it. So no one had any idea. Yeah. And then we we're trying to figure out what happens if the clock reaches zero here on the Chiefs drive. It was It was a little bit of a gong show, but... I like the rules. I think I like it a I lot. think it's the way it should be. I do think Kyle Shanahan seemed underprepared. I sounds like his players didn't really know know what was going on. And I I personally, as soon as we figured the rules out, said, Why wouldn't you take the ball second so you know what you need? Yep. That to me is more valuable than the oh, but in a, you would get the third possession. So that's the reason for taking the ball first is that in a third possession winner take all scenario you get the do or die you, you get, get the to do take or die goal yeah but if I get the ball on that second possession I'm just going for two you on don't a touchdown want it to go to I'm ending it you're exactly. not getting that you don't you don't get that honor like mm. I'm taking that decision and Shanahan with the fact that you're playing Patrick Mahomes you need to make that second possession the do or die and know what you need mm-hmm. in that scenario so I. I was baffled yeah. that they 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 took the ball first and then kicked a field goal. If they went the ball first and just went for it on fourth down until they scored a touchdown, I, I would have respected it more. Yeah, I said I would have went for it in that scenario. I'm usually, I'm always a go for it guy, but I said it. I'm like, don't kick it. Oh, You're gonna Patrick, lose this game, Patrick. Not, exactly. It's, yeah. If you if that game was against. I don't know, like, what, uh, let's say a Brock Purdy to type a take contract. Of a low yeah. Dolphin, something like that. I'm yeah. fine. You do that. But mm-hmm. it, when Patrick Mahomes is on the other side, you you can't give him the power. And you, yeah. we, it's inevitable. It, like, it, it should be in different scenarios. Is It would be you you take the ball or you, you, allow, you defer and get the ball second. Against Mahomes, you should be taking the ball. and No, deferring the ball. Deferring the ball, yeah, yes. sorry. And you're right that 
how the 49ers look underprepared. I wrote a story today at the score about it. Kyle Juszczyk had no idea what was going on. He's like, I, I don't know. We had no plan for this. Eric Armstead said he had no idea the rules even changed. Uh, <laughs> Kyle Shanahan's quote from it was, none of us have a ton of experience with it, but we went through all the analytics and talked to those guys, and we just decided we want the ball third. Now, the analytics actually say, I dug up some analytics on this, it's basically even. Like, it's basically a 50-50% chance of winning or losing off of, like, 100,000 simulated um, games from ESPN that they did. It's, like, a slight edge to taking the ball first. But, again, that doesn't dictate the flow of the game, who you're playing, mm -hmm. stuff like that. So, it, it it varies team to team. But I I am aggressive guy. I would like to go for it in scenarios. And you want the game to end on your terms. So, exactly. you, you go for two. If, you, if they score a touchdown first... Don't sweat it. You just have to get a touchdown and a two-point conversion, and you win the Super Bowl. And with the other thing that taking the ball first does is it forces the other team to be aggressive. The Chiefs had a fourth and one they had to go for, right? What if they had to do that on their first possession? Then it's a decision. Do they have to go for it? Do they punt? They were forced to go for it, and they get it, right? So, like, mm -hmm. it makes it easier for that team because they know what they have to do. They know they have to get this done and this done at this certain time. So, it's it's interesting. It's a lot of strategy, and I really like these overtime rules. I think they should keep them. I think they should bring them to the regular season. I really hope they do that. Yeah, it it makes games longer though. It as does, well. and just uh, football is not a sport that's meant to be played ex longer than sixty minutes. I finally get sloppy. I, <laughs> I'm down for any. Football yeah, extended. I know, especially like Except I, last night. I was I falling asleep still a little on. bit. I wish the game was still going. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, right <laughs> now you'd be wanting to watch football. Um, so that that was kind of uh, an interesting curveball into the Super Bowl. Okay, let's uh, let's zoom out of here a little bit, Warrenty. Let's talk about Kyle Shanahan and the San Francisco 49ers going forward. Okay, so this kind of blew my mind. So Kyle Shanahan now has three Super Bowl losses, where he had an 88% win probability to win the game, a 95% win probability to win the game, and a 99.5% win probability Where's to win the game. OC? That still first, counts. Yeah, first two are his head coaches, 88 and 95. But He has lost now <sighs> both overtime Super Bowl games in NFL history. He's on the losing side of it. This is a mess, in my opinion, like for him, like Stench. in his life. Like think about how much work it puts in to get to a Super Bowl every year. Like the offseason, right? Like you got to go to the combine. You got to go to the draft. You got to scout these guys. You got to sign free agency. During the summer, you're dialing up plays. You're getting training camp ready. You're hiring new coaching staff. You're the the work that a head coach has to take or to put in, sorry, to get to a Super Bowl is next to none in basically any job in the world, right? It's like one of the most time-consuming jobs. And to do it, to get there once and lose is demoralizing. To get there twice, even more demoralizing. Now we're... We're I know, at a different mentally, level. Like, oh, yeah. I hope he's got a good, uh, good strength. Like, <laughs> exactly. Somebody's got to. I wouldn't want to be his wife right, right now. Imagine being like close to him. Yeah. Like if I was, I like. I know this is, we're talking about Shanahan, but I was even just thinking, daydreaming in my head. I was like, being a Bears fan like really su has sucked lately. But like at least like the last five years, San Francisco fans genuinely think they have a chance at the Super Bowl, right? <laughs> and they like, they just keep coming up short. So are it's you like, trying to say being a Bears fan is better than being a 49ers fan? Well, it's no more. Like, I, at least I know I'm not winning the Super Bowl. Like, <laughs> at least I know I'll be disappointed at this, at this time. For 99.9% .9 of this season, 49ers fans truly thought they were going to win a Super Bowl. And, and they had every right win. to. Yeah. They did. <laughs> they didn't win. Yeah, so that's, that's got to be tough. Yeah, like... 
You're right. Mentally. Like 49ers fans are probably like, I guarantee you there's like fire Kyle Shanahan, like radio heads going. Like that's how annoyed they probably are, which is insane. Insanity. Yeah. Kyle Shanahan should not be fired anytime soon. He's a great head coach. But like that's the level we're getting to. I like the weight of this, the stink of this, like continuing. Yeah. Like again, I wouldn't want to be. There was an article The Athletic wrote this week that I read was very interesting. They were talking to old like Kyle Shannon coaches, assistants, and like quarterbacks, coach coordinators, analysts, stuff like that. Apparently, he's not a very nice guy to work with. Like he's very intense. Like you didn't get this fucking thing Demanding, right. Yeah, yeah. Like if like let's say you bring a play to Kyle Shanahan. Like, you better have every I dotted, every T crossed before you even try to hand it to Kyle because I'll go, what the hell happened if it's cover three, cover one? What if this motion doesn't work? What if they take away this option? And, like, if it's not right, get the fuck out of my office kind of thing. Like, yeah. he's not a very, like, great. Like, that's what you need, though, from coaches. Like, you need intensity. Like, he's gotten here three times, twice as a head coach. But it's got to be just demoralizing, man. Like, the weight yeah. of this and... Again, I don't want to be his wife right now. Like oh. it's just the anger in that household going forward. He's going to be the grumpiest human on earth for the next for the next month. Yeah, I know he's he's got to be. I it's gut wrenching. <laughs> it's got to be. You and think I'm, of more? Do you think about OMJ double A games we lost? Still, yeah, for sure. This is the three Super Bowl. Yeah. Which one do you think about all day? You know, oh, it's like it's getting to that point. Like, which one am yeah. I going to be disappointed like, with today? How do I wake up tomorrow and try to go do this over exactly, again? Exactly, yeah. Like, yeah. And he's only 44 years old, so he's he's got a long coaching career ahead. Now, mm -hmm. having set, said all that, like, I feel bad for Kyle. That's kind of where I was going with this. I don't think he coached a terrific game. I thought there were definitely some opportunities left on the table. This was the third worst EPA per drive performance the 49ers have had all year. Ooh. So this is one of their worst games, right? Like, this is you worked all season to get here. And this was kind of the offensive production that you put out. Now, the players have to play. Of course, you're not on the field, Kyle. But still, you're in charge of that. Uh, we talked on the, we talked earlier on their first three drives of the second half, minus two yards total. Yeah. Like, that can't happen. Warnsy, they allowed nine unblocked pressures in this game. That's unacceptable. Like, you just can't have it. Can't. Can't do it. It's, can't be done. It's preparation. Like. Yeah. Nine. Like, <laughs> that's a lot. Like, that mm -hmm. is... And the Brock Purdy only had one sack there, right? So he was able to kind of stick with it. And another thing, too, like this might be his best chance to win, right? Mm. You had a healthy Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle, Trent Williams, and it still wasn't enough. So when will be enough, right? Like your team is probably getting worse roster-wise going forward. Yeah, this was the year. Mm -hmm. This was the year they did everything. They just came out a hair short. Like overtime in the Super Bowl. That's how evenly matched these teams were. Yeah. Uh, we, I remember right when we got the Super Bowl matchup, we kind of were like, this should be a pick em, and it ends up going to overtime. Mm -hmm. So it stinks. I feel for the guy. I feel yeah, for exactly. The guy. I feel like, for him too. Like, I yeah. feel really bad for him. Here's a question for you We're doing the podcast in 15 years, probably, hopefully, not in my mom and dad's basement somewhere. Is Kyle Shannon holding a trophy during that 15 year period? I I I hope so. Just for like, Vegas has them as the odds-on <laughs> favorite next they year. The, like, it almost yeah. just feels like he's cursed, though. At this point, oh, it's definitely a curse. Yeah. But and I'm not a cursed guy. I've been cursed in sports is insanity so, most of the time. But like, this is we're getting there. Like, do you think when in in the next fifty years the Leafs will win the cup? Like, I believe in that curse. Yeah. Like, why would I? I guess I I have to believe the in Leafs all are curses. just more poor managed, just <laughs> being bad. You know, like the Leafs haven't gotten to a super uh, even close to like a Super Bowl would be right. in the NHL. Right. The and curse like, yeah. of the the curse of the the Cubs, I believe in. 
because I read a book on it and like <laughs> back. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The book. Yeah. The, the, the ghost of the Billy Goat. Buddy. Yeah. The goat. <laughs> like, have you heard? So the goat. Yeah, I know. The, story. the goat was yeah. taking a shit in the boxes kicked and he kicked him out and he's like, yeah. I'm taking this goat with me. We're never winning again. Yeah. And more. and the, the team believed it. Like that was part of the curse of the Cubs. Like they would went in every day to the building and they felt like we have a curse. And then Dombrowski walks in and says, I want all the Sammy Sosa shit off the wall. Take all like the garbage and the stink from the those teams. Get them off the wall. We're getting the curse out of here. Like it's little yeah. stuff like that. Like now, every single time that the Forty Nineers will go to practice, they have to weigh. If you think about this, like mm-hmm. eventually this is going to come crashing down, right? Like this is not going to stand much longer. But on the positive side of things, all those all the guys we talked about: Debo, Ayuk, McCaffrey, Kittle, Trent Williams, all coming back. Yeah, all under contract. Jawan Jennings is basically the only offensive free agent that contributed in this game that. He's probably going to go get a big, nice contract somewhere else. But I think you can replace a Jawan Jennings. That won't be easy. But, like, if that's your biggest loss, I think you're doing all right. Mm-hmm. And they have – and this how to continue success in the NFL is having a top offense. And with him, he's the one of the best offensive play callers, if not the best going right now. Yeah. I, I don't think he is. I think Andy Reid is. But I, that's how you continue and win in the NFL is have a top offense. And they can still have that. But – Oof. Yeah, I think this San Francisco is gonna be fine. Like they have six, uh, they have six draft picks in the top four rounds this year. They do they use that trade ammo for some roster depth? That they just get cheap talent there. I they'll be back. You're right. Now that I'm looking at their roster and their scenario, Brock Purdy's 100 back next year. Yeah. He is, and they're gonna. <laughs> I would love some. I would love some drama there, though. Now that I think about it, I would love like a Kirky rumor float out there. But no, uh, he'll be back. Yeah. But yeah, the team like they're the favorite. They're they're gonna be like the NFC is still wide open, right? Like there's not like, another be team. in the NFC than the yeah, AFC. exactly. Like that's another takeaway from the Super Bowl is like the bit like Bills, Ravens, even I'll throw Bengals and Dolphins in there. Like just going into the year, you're like. We're not. We know we're not going to beat this guy, but now we just got to play this whole season to lose to him. Like, yeah, it's got to be. <laughs> they're so demoralizing. A Forty Nineers hug a Forty Nineers fan today. Actually, to be honest, I was I was loving smoking that Forty Nineers pack last night. <laughs> yeah. I don't give a, my bad. I'm an Eagles guy. I hate the Forty ers I bet on the Chiefs, so I was feeling good. But today I woke up and I was like, you know what? This must really suck for me. I've genuinely felt so bad for Dre Greenlaw, yeah. man. Like that one was. The car come the car yeah. coming out was just sad. Uh, I was listening to um, I was listening to I can't remember who it was on YouTube today, and they were at the game and they were talking about none of the press box had any idea what was going on because they didn't announce it right away. Like they were like, "What yeah. the hell's going on with Dre Greenlaw?" Like it took a while for it to kind of click in. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's flip to the other side. Maybe some happy talk. So here's a take I got for you: Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes are turning into the next Brady and Belichick, just kind of in a different way. Oh, that's sad. You like that one? I wanted to talk about that as well. Like Brady or Mahomes is chasing Brady and Reed is chasing Belichick. And you should almost look at the look at them as like tandems and they're mm-hmm. they're both fighting the same battles, like yeah. in becoming goats. And they're like similar. They both won three before the quarterback was 30. They both master one side of the ball, one offense, one defense. They have another secondary coach on the other side of the ball that can help. Josh McDaniels, Speed Bagnolo. It's kind of very similarly built. Like yeah. everything around the quarterback can change. We'll funnel shit through. Next guy up mentality. As long as you got coordinator, coordinator, coach, quarterback, mm-hmm. we're good to I go. Think you could, right? If you're saying, if you were to say Bill Belichick is the best coach in NFL history, 
I don't think anybody could argue with that. But, and but if you also said Andy Reid is the best offensive coach in NFL history, I don't think you could argue that either. Like mm-hmm. I think offensively, his resume speaks for itself. Yeah. Now, I another take. I think Andy Reid is becoming the best offensive play caller of all time. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of a better way of putting what I was trying to say. Then, yeah, yeah. offensive play caller or no, just offensive structure. I would take Andy yeah. Reid over anyone. Yeah, all time. It's it's amazing what he does, and like we're talking. We're, it's always mentioned, but we're talking about an offense that lost Tyreek Hill and it's won two Super Bowls. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like and Tyreek's been a two-time All-Pro since then. Yeah, dude. and they just lost oh, that, and they fuck. don't miss. They don't miss. It doesn't make they, sense. The touchdown to McCole Hardman at the end was the exact oh, the layup. Warnsy was the exact same play they ran against the Eagles twice last year in the Super Tony. Bowl. Yeah. It was a Tony and Sky Moore touchdown. The exact uh, same one. Here's ouch. some more crazy Andy Reid stats. So I went back all the way back to 1999 when he was the coach of the Eagles. The, since Andy Reid has been a head coach, 24 seasons, he has 20 top 15 offenses during that stretch, 17 top eight. That is fucked. Yeah, that's just Do you know how hard year. that is to do? Year over year over year, staying adaptive, staying creative, every like matching. Like you're just constantly in a big 24-year chess match, and he continuously puts out good offenses. And think about the weapons he had in Philly. Was T.O. for one year, he was fucking throwing to Todd Pinkston, L.J. Smith, like who Hank Basket, like he had bums in Philly. Then he gets to Kansas City and Alex Smith throwing to the Chiefs didn't have a wide receiver score a touchdown all one, one year, year right? Yeah, yeah. like yeah. they he gets to he gets to Kansas City. They are immediately have a top ten offense, and then he like takes does it maximizes Alex Smith. Then he gets Patrick Mahomes, and then that lifts him a to- like over the top. And I think that's next thing I want to talk about is is Andy Reid potentially the goat. Now, like, it's getting there. I don't think you can take it away from Belichick. Like, six is six. Like, we were blown away. Andy Reid now joins a group of, there's only four coaches ever to have three or more rings. But so, Joe when you Gibbs, say that, Chuck Knoll, Bill Belichick, and I think I'm a better coach than Chuck Knoll. <laughs> joke it. Sorry, yeah, just, yeah, okay. Make sure people know that's an inside joke. So, yeah, but um, I could have led Bradshaw the boys to four rings. All right. Yeah. What were you gonna say? This, when you say that group of four, like you can say that's the Mount Rushmore in terms of Super Bowls, but one of those guys, Bill Belichick, has six. Like it's he's in his own class. Like it's. I, I think Andy needs one more, and yeah. then we could have the conversation. That's how I'm gonna look at this. Oh. One more ring. If they go next season, and we're talking way in advance here, like winning three Super Bowls in a row in the modern era would be as impressive as anything. And he's also the only team to win or to make Super Bowls with multiple teams. Did it with the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Now he's done it with the Chiefs. Yeah. Four times, right? Four Too times. Too bad he didn't win one with the Eagles. Like yeah. his legacy would just be even. Went to four straight NFC mm-hmm. championships. And then he made a yeah. fifth one in I mean, 2008. It's, it's officially a dynasty, right? 100% it's a dynasty at this point. Yeah. They've been, since 2019, they've led the team in yards per game, points per game. They've won the most playoff games. Like, over since the 2019 first Super Bowl. Like, even before that, like, they lost to Brady, right, in 2018. They had the best offense almost ever that year. And then they yeah. lose to Brady off the offside shit, the right? Brady and Belichick just always have the final say because, like, Brady will always <laughs> yeah. have 2 and 0 oh, against exactly, Mahomes. Exactly. Yeah. Like, He's the only guy who can say that. Like, it. okay, one more, one more football thing. I let's. I want to talk more about uh, Patrick Mahomes. You brought up 
right before break, you said Michael Jordan territory, and I'm there, man. I'm there with Mahomes. I think yeah. he's. I think we're getting to like must. I he's already was much wa- must watch TV, but like now it's in my brain. Like I want to see every single throw that he has until he retires. Yeah, like I'm gonna make time to watch Patrick Mahomes. I don't care what's happening. Yeah, the stat that I had to do the double, the triple take on was during the broadcast. Uh, they go. Oh, by the way, Patrick Mahomes is eight and two so far in his playoff career when he's trailing by seven or more. Like so, yeah, it would just he when he's down by seven or more, that's when he just wins all his games. So like it's like, wait, what? Like shouldn't that be the opposite? Yeah. Like it's insane. I think I think in Brady and Mahomes, Brady and Mahomes were like they have a winning record at it, and the rest of the NFL was like two and forty-seven, yeah, or something like yeah, that. Like, yeah, they were yeah. just on like complete. Other way like wavelengths. Yeah. Um, the stats are interesting. So it's playoff stats before turning thirty. Mahomes now clears Tom Brady five thousand one hundred thirty-five yards to Brady's thirty-two hundred forty-one touchdowns to Brady's twenty touchdowns, eight interceptions to Brady's nine interceptions. They're both three-time Super Bowl champions. Mahomes is an extra Super Bowl MVP on top of that. Now mm-hmm. it's like the beginning of Mahomes' career is now on pace, if not better than Brady. Now I don't want to have the go conversation today. I've we talked about it already. Yeah. We don't need to do that, but I will say this: Mahomes is now fifteen to three in the playoffs in his career, and this is the most impressive playoff run out of the, all all of them that he's had. In his yeah, career. Aaron Schatz had that amazing uh, tweet that showed the DVOA. This playoff run yeah. was the most difficult playoff run for any Super Bowl champion in terms of yeah. total DVOA. Like, think about this: the Dolphins hot offense, like, smell ya, see ya, don't need ya. Bills and Josh Allen, bye bye. Doesn't <laughs> fucking matter. The best team in the league, the Ravens, MVP quarterback, best defense, like kick rocks. See ya. You're out of the playoffs. The best EPA per play offense in the last 10 years of the San Francisco 49ers. I'll call you an Uber home from Vegas. Like literally, like like Mahomes literally said, fuck you to everyone yeah. in, the, in the playoff run. It's, it's I'm having a hard time still wrapping my head around this playoff run from Mahomes. dude. It's ugh. Baffling. Next year, someone end it, please. I don't want, I don't want it anymore. Damn impressive. Okay. Uh, let's finish off on a fun note. Warren, any other? Uh, let's talk like other tidbits, halftime show stuff. What'd you make of the halftime show? Ah, uh, well, I, you know, going into it, I, I was so uh, least excitement for Usher. I'm not an Usher guy at all, but <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing when. Um, Ludicrous popped up. That, <laughs> that actually made me laugh out loud. So I gotta say, overall, that saved it for me, and I I'll give it a thumbs up. But like in terms of it, my expectations for it going in was like I couldn't. Have How many about. songs did you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like that one, but on the prop sheet, I actually got that one right. I put the, yeah to end it. The last song, yeah, that so was the favorite. The only song I yep. knew. That's the only one you knew. Yeah. He's got like he, they didn't play DJ Fallen in Love. That's like one of his bigger ones. Um, or actually, I know Oh My God too. Obviously. Yeah. Oh my God. He's got he's got bangers, I, I baby. Guess, yeah, Let I'll me love him, you. I also down. give him a thumbs up for the rollerblades. Yeah, like, I that thought was the performance was. I, I yeah. thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I was laughing my head off. Little John was awesome in the crowd. <laughs> so funny, that killed yeah. me. Did you see the guy fly in the air? Yeah. Holy <laughs> shit, dude! That guy's still in orbit. I don't know how that guy landed, but oh, I, I, people ludicrous. were people were making me. fun of it on Twitter. Nah, I thought it was great. I, I thoroughly yeah. it was it was meant to like for my age group, our age group. 
Like if you're 20 and younger, you weren't in, in that Usher era. And clearly you weren't either. You don't nah, know anything about care. pop culture or music in general. <laughs> unless it's care. country or Coldplay, Warrensy's <laughs> not listening, putting those headphones. But I, just I, I thought it was awesome. Alicia Keys was looking sexy AF, Warrensy. Well done, Usher. That's yeah. what you have in the notes. <laughs> like, yeah. Did you see Booker's tweet? Booker McFarlane from ESPN. Oh, is he getting? Oh my uh, God, I gotta read you this one. This one is fucking awesome. Oh, <laughs> uh, where is this? Booger. Here it is. Halftime show notes. Couple good moments, but not even in the top fifteen of all time. Cool to see Little John. Cool to see Jermaine Dupri. Alicia Keys is thicker than a bowl of grits that's been <laughs> boiling for five minutes too long. Back to the game. Wow. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> oh man, I like that one. I don't know. Alicia yeah. Keys caught me off guard. Whoo, he's hot. Yeah. Um, what do you think of the um, Swift stuff? Like, I, I, th- I didn't think they overdid it. I not at it all. Done well. I, 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 there was we think it was five or six times, right? They showed yeah. it. The total was four and a half on most sports books. Yeah, they, there wasn't a lot to show in the first half. Right. You know what I mean? Like Kelsey had one catch for one yard. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it wasn't too much. But once, and then in the second half, once he started rolling. Yeah, then they like, started sometimes show they'd show her and it was literally three seconds, yeah. two seconds. Like they didn't overdo. I thought it wasn't done over, overdone at all, and she looked she looked good. She had uh, her box was bumping. Mm-hmm. Jason Kelsey meeting Ice Spice was <laughs> one of the funniest videos I've ever seen. So he gives Taylor Swift a big bear hug, and then just goes like, "Hey, how are you doing?" To Ice Spice, <laughs> 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 Jason. <laughs> Well, Jason's got no clue who Ice Spice is. Do you know? Did you know who uh, Ice Spice was before yesterday? No. You don't know the song, bitch. You're not even the fart. Ugh. I be going hard. Ugh. No. I break in their hearts. No. I'm sorry, but bitches be quicker. Keep, and quicker. You can keep singing. It's not yeah. gonna. It's not gonna ring any bell. I'm thicker, but you're thicker. Ah, oh, Warnsy. Uh, I thought that was funny. There was another. So Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift were dancing after the Super Bowl party. They were dancing to. Uh, what was the song? Uh, love Story. It was they're dancing oh, like a Love yeah, Story techno yeah. remix, and then they flash the camera to Jason Kelsey, and he's on stage with Marshmallow and like a mask and like a Chiefs outfit, just, just like clapping, going ham. Jason, man, living the dream, living the off season dream. What but. did you think of uh, the Vegas just being in Super Bowl? Like seeing pe- some people on Twitter saying hold it in Vegas every year. I, I actually don't mind that idea at all. I think Vegas probably. Sh- the thing yeah. is, it's unfair because like there's a chance of Las Vegas Raiders make it right. You don't want the yeah. Well, I guess you have to mix it up, but. It's probably really fun for the like all the reporters that get to go there for the week, right? Yeah, it like, looks intense. Like, I don't know, maybe we're getting older. Sometimes, like, that's a long time in Vegas. Yeah. There's a lot of seven like, days because they get there. So, Radio Row, like that big media outlet, opens on Monday. Yeah. So, you're there from Monday until Monday. Yeah. seven days, right? Yeah. And the, the craps tables are calling your name. That's a blackjack table. So, you're right. Long week. Yeah. I, I, uh, I think it's good. It's a, Great city to host a bunch of people. The tickets are probably too expensive for a lot of people, but yeah, that's every no. Super Bowl. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Even yeah, if the yeah. game was in New Orleans, it was still that's where be it is. 10 next, grand. That's where it is yeah, next year. It's in right. New Orleans, yeah. Still, maybe not ten grand. It'll, you'll get in for eight grand. Yeah, what a deal. All right, Warrenzy. Anything else on Super Bowl Fifty Eight before we kick rocks? No. Well, it's another another season another in, the in the box, box man. This was our fifth. Super Bowl on the Double Doing Podcast that we've covered. Uh-huh. So thanks so much if you've been listening and tuning in during those time. Really appreciate it. Make sure to hit the subscribe button. Uh, Warnsy and I will be back sometime late this week, early next week. We're going to kind of preview the offseason, dive into what's to come. 
The draft combine, I believe, is in two weeks. You know I love the combine. <laughs> You've been combine. You're a big three-cone drill guy. <laughs> yeah, I, I need need to see those quarterback, Do you remember last year? quarterback hand measurements, please. <laughs> Do you remember the Anthony Richardson nonsense of last yeah. year's draft? Oh, my God. They were, like, spinning the ball on his finger. They did everything they could to advertise him. But that's coming in two weeks. Free agency is about a month from today, March 13th. So, yeah, NFL yeah. schedule's got no break. So, we will definitely be around yeah, to cover what's that. Your, what's your over-under on a Justin Fields trade? Are we getting it by the end of March? Oh, I think it's under, for sure. Like, it will happen in the yeah, month of March? because teams need to figure out by free agency which when they get their quarterbacks, right? If a team's on Kirk... He doesn't sign there. Team like Baker, he doesn't sign there, right? You got to figure it out. You don't want to not know your quarterback leading up to the draft unless you're Washington, New England, or mm-hmm. Chicago, right? Yeah. I guess that's just what I'm waiting for. Yeah. I'm waiting. I'm waiting on a Jason Kelsey retirement news. That's basically, I've got all his Instagram notifications on. I've got his Twitter notifications on. That is my next uh, step in news. You think it's 100%? I think it's I think it's about a seventy five percent chance he retires. Oh, that's way lower, higher than I or lower than I thought. I thought it'd be like ninety nine. I think you know, there's something. I've done this for four years with Kelsey, where I think he's going to retire yeah. and he doesn't. I was one hundred percent convinced after twenty twenty he was retiring and he comes back. Like he's hard. He's a hard guy to read, and I don't even know if he knows what he's doing yet. So, right? No, you yeah. you could be right. You could be right. That's deep. Yeah. All right, guys, make sure to hit the subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcast. Make sure to check out our sponsor, BetterHelp. It would be greatly appreciated. And we will talk to you later.